On Tuesday afternoon, Department of Justice officials held a press conference in Washington, D.C. They were there to announce an antitrust lawsuit against Google. The lawsuit we have filed today seeks to hold Google to account for what we allege are its long-standing monopolies in digital advertising technologies that content creators... The Department of Justice is accusing Google of creating a monopoly in the digital advertising market, in part by acquiring a series of companies and using its power to harm website publishers and advertisers. As evidence, the head of the antitrust division quoted internal emails, alleging Google's own employees knew the company had built up an unfair advantage. A Google employee characterized Google's ad exchange as, quote, an authoritarian intermediary, and, quote, overcharging advertisers. That, quote, our goal should be all or nothing. Use Google's ad exchange or don't get access to our advertiser demand. Google executive detailed the company's steps to, quote, dry out rivals. What prosecutors want is for Google to sell off a vital part of its ad business. The company says it plans to fight the lawsuit and that the government is trying to pick winners and losers. Here's our colleague, Miles Krupa. Antitrust experts are saying this is a pretty strong case. Antitrust experts see this as really a traditional core case and one with a very well-defined market where Google is clearly using acquisitions to build up a really dominant position. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Thursday, January 26th. Coming up on the show, the DOJ's case against Google. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Google has one of the biggest online advertising businesses in the world. But the DOJ's case is focused on just one piece of it, the infrastructure Google built that helps deliver ads all over the internet. The DOJ says that Google unfairly dominates this part of the market, and that this dominance started back in 2008, when Google bought a company called DoubleClick for $3 billion. DoubleClick was a business that connected websites with advertisers looking to buy ad space. The company aggregated online banner ads and sold them at auctions to advertisers. Before DoubleClick, Google had a lot of insight into what people were looking to buy, thanks to its search engine. But the only place Google could show ads was on its own sites, like the search page or Gmail. Buying DoubleClick supercharged Google's ad business, it could now show people ads on other websites as they moved around the internet. So if you search for shoes on Google, the company could now keep showing you shoe ads as you surfed around the web. Advertisers loved it and started flooding Google with demand. 
And if you were a website and wanted access to all those ad dollars, you had to use Google's DoubleClick. By adding this inventory from other websites around the internet, Google was starting to position itself as this massive inventory beyond its own properties of advertising opportunities for big companies. The lawsuit basically says that Google was trying to build this empire in a way that they could both command a large advertising base and also sell that access to online publishers. Did regulators express any concerns with the DoubleClick acquisition at the time? They did, in fact. Uh, The FTC investigated it and ultimately cleared it in a four-to-one decision Depending on who you ask, this was a fairly controversial decision at the time, but um, it's something that Google often points back to to say, look, you know, regulators cleared this once, so why are we relitigating this again? And what was so controversial about it at the time? Well, I think people at the time were worried that Google, even though it was still a fairly young company, was basically presenting itself as a gatekeeper for much of the internet. It was already doing that through search, and now it had the potential to do that by building this advertising technology business. So it was definitely controversial at the time. But Google didn't stop there. It basically looked to buy up any company that could be relevant to serving this market, and in some cases, the DOJ alleges, trying to eliminate emerging competition in uh, advertising technology. You know, things that appeared to be a threat to what Google was trying to build and its relationships with both publishers and advertisers. In other words, the DOJ says Google was buying these companies to kill its competition. One deal that prosecutors have zeroed in on is Google's purchase of a much smaller rival called AdMeld back in 2011. AdMeld developed software that made it easier for publishers to shop around for the best price for their ads. And it was starting to become popular. Google thought AdMeld was putting tools in the hands of publishers that could potentially show them opportunities outside of Google in ways that were not beneficial to Google. According to the DOJ, Google very quickly wanted to move to acquire AdMeld, partially because it wanted to shut off these routes, I guess, to other other exchanges um, and to shut down this new form of competition. The DOJ quotes internal Google emails that say the company thought AdMelt's technology was, quote, irrelevant, and that, quote, we aren't buying customers. There are a few different reasons why companies acquire other companies. And especially in tech, it often comes down to you want to acquire some novel technology. One of the other reasons you buy a company is because they've built up a loyal customer base And according to the quotes the DOJ surface, that also doesn't appear to be the case. So it sort of raises the question of what is the rationale here other than to maybe alter the market and respond to a new competitive threat. So what they're saying is if they don't want the customers and they don't want the technology, then the only reason for Google to buy AdMeld is to defeat a competitor, which the DOJ says is illegal. Exactly. 
The DOJ says that not long after the sale, Google began switching off key features of AdMelt software, meaning publishers could no longer compare prices across ad exchanges. Google points out that regulators also reviewed the AdMelt deal and approved it at the time. After Google made all these acquisitions, how dominant did the company's ad business become? It really did grow to become the vast majority of the online advertising technology market. Basically, if you were a publisher looking to sell ads to big brands online, you had to play with Google. And that was sort of a fact that you couldn't ignore. Prosecutors point to a metaphor for the power Google amassed, one they found in an internal email. Here's Jonathan Cantor, head of the DOJ's antitrust division at the press conference this week. In late 2016, a Google digital advertising executive asked the following question in an internal email exchange. Quote, Is there a deeper issue with us owning the platform, the exchange, and a huge network? The analogy would be if Goldman or Citibank owned the New York Stock Exchange. Unquote. After the break, how some websites tried to get around Google. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. As Google's online advertising business got bigger and bigger, some publishers started to feel like they weren't getting a good deal. According to the DOJ, Google's internal documents said the company took about a third of every ad sale it helped broker. You know, for publishers, it's really about lowering the amount of choice that they have in the advertising brokerage market. Basically, tying so many services to Google's exchange called AdX that they don't really have a choice but to go through AdX and pay the commissions that that is charging. So around 2012, publishers came up with a different way to get around Google. There was this innovation called header bidding. So what publishers did was basically create this line of code, embed it in their websites, and it allowed them to try to see what other exchanges were offering at the same time as Google's. Header bidding was kind of like what AdMelt had been doing. It helped publishers compare prices and get more money for their ad space. And according to the lawsuit, it was working. 
The DOJ says that header bidding boosted revenue for publishers by as much as 30 to 40 percent. But the DOJ says Google saw header bidding as a problem. The lawsuit cites an internal company document in which a Google employee said that header bidding was a, quote, existential threat. How did Google respond to this header bidding threat? Google actually introduced its own solution called open bidding to try to give um, publishers within the tools Google was offering a bit more choice in, in seeing the different bids coming from other exchanges. But the lawsuit alleges that the new open bidding system, which was supposed to be a compromise, still favored Google. The lawsuit basically says that this was a Trojan horse and that it was really just a way for Google to reassert its position with publishers and win back uh, control from this disruptive threat in header bidding. So all, all of these things happened many years ago, these acquisitions and this fight over header bidding. Why is the DOJ suing Google now? I think after the acquisition of DoubleClick went through, we've now seen how Google has used that acquisition and the other purchases it's made to tie together this really powerful system. But, you know, in recent years, you've seen academics, rivals in the advertising technology industry, start to call out some of the practices that the DOJ is now pointing to at Google. So what's Google's response been to this lawsuit? You know, I think Google does believe that all of these moves over time have been for the benefit of publishers and advertisers. They have this sort of stance that they have been the ones to build the most sophisticated, the most efficient infrastructure for facilitating advertising online. And this has been a net benefit to the internet as we know it. A Google spokesperson said that the DOJ's lawsuit could ultimately harm competition by slowing innovation and raising advertising fees. Google also argues that the ad tech industry is getting increasingly competitive. For example, Amazon's share of the ad market has been growing quickly over the last few years. The DOJ's lawsuit isn't the only case against Google. The agency also sued Google in 2020 over its search business, and the company is facing investigations in Europe and the UK. So the Justice Department wants to undo some of Google's acquisitions. It wants the the company to divest parts of its ad business. How complicated would that be? It would be pretty complicated. We've talked to people who used to work in Google's ad tech business and uh, the way that these things have been stitched together, not just to serve ads on other websites, but also to help serve ads on Google's properties like Search and YouTube, it really is complex. There's a lot of technological work that's happened behind the scenes. It's like they've melted down a bunch of different ice cream flavors and combined them into one and sort of refrozen it. And now it's like, how do you get the strawberry out from the vanilla? <laughs> uh, what might it mean for the wider internet if this machine that Google has created has to be broken off? If you ask the DOJ, it would lead to more competition, better prices, a more efficient market, and allow for a flourishing of websites and business models, right? But you know, speaking to others, there are some people who are fearful that 
because Google is so dominant and has built by far the most sophisticated advertising technology in the market, it could have potentially negative ripple effects and that the overall market would be harmed. Because publishers and advertisers are so reliant on this system that if it doesn't work so well, it, it, it could hurt them. Right. And, you know, who knows exactly how these companies, if they were spun off, would even be run. How would these things exist as an independent company is also an interesting prospect to think about. That's all for today, Thursday, January 26th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Keech Hagee, Dave Michaels, and Sam Schechner. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.